Hey, welcome to Transform Your Workplace. I'm your host, Brandon Laws, and I'm excited to have Lacey Partipillo with me. Lacey, what's up? I'm super happy to be here and talk about this topic today. Oh, yeah. You see, you brought this one to me, working moms. You're a working mom. Yep. And there's a lot we can talk about, but I thought providing some stats right from the Department of Labor would make a lot of sense to to provide context for this discussion because we don't know exactly where it's going to go, but I, I thought bringing awareness to this where there's a lot of working moms and people just don't know what the needs are. So let's talk about some of the stats. Yep. So of of the civilian labor force, this is not really moms, but 74.6 million women are working, okay? Mm-hmm. 70% of mothers with children under the age of 18 participate in the labor force. 70%. Yeah. I did not That's know a that. lot. Yeah. I mean, people say that it's it's a two-income you know, yeah. economy right now. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me. And it's compared to there's 93% for fathers participating. Okay. It's not surprising, but get this. Okay. You ready? You're, yep. sitting, you're sitting down <laughs> in 1975, 47% of women or mothers worked. So it's went from 47% to over 70%. Yeah. I'm not surprised at all. I, so I got some more stats, but I wanted to hone in on that part first. Do you think it's related to women and mothers having more education and having the desire to work or is it household cost related? Like expenses are so high, living is really challenging and so it really takes two people to work. And it doesn't have to be an either or answer. Yeah, it's probably not an either or and I am definitely not an economist. So (laughs) maybe we should get someone on the podcast that can speak to that. But um, I think it's both. I think it's expensive to, you know, to have a family and to um, exist now. So it does take two incomes in a lot of cases. Um, I think there's more opportunities too. Mm -hmm. And I think the work environment has changed. There's still a lot of room, um, to remove glass ceilings and, and, you know, make sure that there's equality and opportunity for everyone. But I think there's been some traction since that data, since the seventies. And so with that, um, maybe perhaps more women that are, are moms are deciding to enter the workforce. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think there's a lot of things at play. I don't think it's one answer to your point. I think uh, a lot of societal issues, not issues, but uh, awareness around, sure. hey, I, I want to work too. I'm a, I'm a working mom or I'm a, I'm a woman. I want to be a senior leader. I want to be a CEO of a company someday. Like, And they should have those opportunities. And I think a lot of women are working to get there, right? And mm-hmm. they, based on the stat, they, they're starting from behind yeah. because not a lot of women were in the workforce. So I think they're getting education. Uh, I even read a stat, I didn't put it down here, so I'm going to totally butcher this, but it was in the same article I was reading where it said more women have bachelor's degrees than men now. Interesting. I hope I'm stating that correctly because <laughs> otherwise I'm going to look like an idiot. But if that is true, what means is in the future, we're going to have more women in probably leadership positions Absolutely. and in key roles. So I think that's something to keep an eye on, yeah. especially as women are mothers mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And so. I also th- I also think um, maybe the work environment has, has shifted enough so that the workplace is flexible yeah. because I think, you know, even 15 years ago, the flexibility that employers are offering now was not there. So the ability to, you know, flex your start and end times to maybe match with the school schedule or to have the ability to work from home. Those are things that are appealing. And I'm sure we're going to talk some about that. But I think because employers have shifted and they're that, you know, we're seeing those things be more progressive, 
that has allowed more um, parents just in general, not just working moms, to seek out employment and stay employed even when they have more than one child. You know, it's interesting, like you're talking about, like you're not an economist, but I, I think there's a lot of economists that would say like there are certain decisions that are made either at policy level, employer level, costs, whatever it may be. I personally think, because I've, I've read several books on, uh, you know, from one particular economist, I'm, I I know his last name is Dent. Can't remember his first name, but he's all about demographics. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of changes uh, can be made and just organically through people aging or becoming more, like there's more mothers Mm -hmm. working. Like in, in, as employers, you have to change and flex based on the demographics. Yep. Uh, just just like our cities will change based on demographics. Like Portland looks so different now. We're in Portland. looks so different because there's a lot of like hipster millennial type people <laughs> wanting like they're they're ver- they're pushing worse like culturally where mm-hmm. we're at yeah uh, changing policies yeah, asking for things that we didn't have before i mean yeah. think about sick leave paid sick yep. leave and paid parental leave that i feel like once a week our compliance manager is sending out an update for some city in the u.s yep. that is offering this or mandating it um, for employers yeah and it, you even look at like medical leave family Mm -hmm. medical leave like right a lot of people and i'm not an hr person so you're gonna have to correct me if i'm wrong on this but like you know a lot of people are caring for their their parents who are aging right Mm -hmm. and you may be young but you're having to be out of work because you're having to care so i think it's just again demographics are shifting so Mm -hmm. much where yeah you may you may have kids you may have aging parents that you're taking care of and 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 this, the needs are changing. I think sure. that's ultimately what we're talking about here with the working mothers topic mm-hmm. is that the needs are shifting and employers really have to start adapting really well to this. Mm-hmm. And it's not a one size fits all. So, no. you know, there are, I was just talking with uh, Kelly here, who's another business partner at Zenium. And I was talking about my morning and I've got a seven month old (laughs) and he woke up a half an hour early and what that did. And we almost missed the bus for my daughter and just got here and it's like, oh, okay, it's easier to be at work than at home in the morning. And she was, you know, talking about she's got teenage boys and one's in college and She's like, gosh, our lives, yeah, our lives are so different. And that's exactly what she yeah. said. A totally different set of issues and problems. And one is not more difficult than the other. It's it's just obviously a period in time. But um, I'm grateful to work for a company that recognizes that. And our leadership team, a lot of them are parents and and women. And so they can empathize and understand. I I think, you know, other people, my friends and 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 people like that family aren't as fortunate. So I do yeah. feel grateful about that. Oh, same here. Like so I never ran into this issue of flexibility and I would, cause we, we probably have what 90% women here and there's like mm-hmm. a handful of guys. And so I, I'd always look at it like, man, you guys are like having to do it all. You're working and then run around a daycare and preschool and volunteer and do all these like things that you want to do as a working mom. And you're like, how do you do it all? Well, I had my first dose of it this year. So my wife had, uh, Angela had, had stayed home for the most part. Well, she got a job teaching at a preschool with my daughter goes there. And, um, so she would have to be there at a certain time. Well, my son has late start on every Wednesday. So in perpetuity, mm-hmm. I have to stay home until 9 15 in the morning every Wednesday. So that impacts my work schedule. Absolutely. And luckily, to your point, ability to have flexibility and autonomy over my work is mm-hmm. super important. And employers need to start thinking that yeah. way. Yeah. Can you imagine if you were a shift worker that you worked 7 to 3 30? Like you could lose on, you'd not, lose your not, job. Not to say I'm like super talented or anything, but. 
you lose that on talent as an as an employer if you just say like, oh my gosh, one of my best shift workers can't be here on a Friday at four mm-hmm. o'clock because he has to go to t-ball practice or something. Yep. He can't work here anymore. What? I no, know. That's, I, th- that's I think about that even with my husband because he's, he's managing, you know, people yeah. and he needs to get to his, his work. He's in manufacturing at a certain time because that's when they start and that's when his, yep. his people get there. And it is a very coordinated effort if I, because I do the mornings and if I have something that I can't move like a training with a client to get him to get coverage and figure out how do, how do we make that work? And sometimes it's relying on grandparents to come over and get our daughter to the bus. And it's just, you've got all of that in the background and it's, it's noise and it's distracting and it's stress and it's an emotional, you know, burden. And I think, you know, employers needing to, to understand that. And you're right, losing out on talent. And this is not the market that you want to be doing that. No. In. Hey, Brandon here to take a quick break to talk about the annual What People Want From Work survey presented by Zenium HR. The survey offers a look into your workplace through your employees' eyes. We're going to reveal what's working, what needs improvement, and what your employees want from the workplace. We're going to cover areas like leadership, workplace culture, management support, rewards and recognition, work environment, and so much more. It's a mix of qualitative and quantitative data. The deadline to register, July 31st, 2019, and the survey will be open until August 31st, 2019. You'll get a free report in the end to tell you all about what your people want from work. You'll get your scores and a nice PDF report. If you want to participate, go to zeniumhr.com forward slash survey and you can sign up right away. Now back to the show. And I also think just when we're talking about societal stuff, I think the so, like social norms sometimes clouds our judgment. Mm-hmm. So here's another stat I wanted, I wanted to share with you and I, I think it'll spark some good discussion. Mothers are the primary or sole earners for 40% of households with children under 18 today compared to 11% in 1960. Mm. So women, the rise of them like becoming the main household mm-hmm. earner is an upward trend. Yeah. So I think we need to get over this fact that, oh, the male is the the, earn, the sole the bread earner, winner. the breadwinner. That's BS. I think we're coming to a point where it's shared responsibility Absolutely. where it wasn't before. And I think we need to get over that. I know I'm a man. Uh, I know men have ego and we need to get over that because <laughs> it sh- parenting is a shared resp- I've come to learn that in having very young children because it's exhausting. You know that. Oh my goodness. It's freaking exhausting. <laughs> and it's a shared responsibility. It's not the woman's job to be at home doing all the dishes and cleaning and taking care of the kids too and taking them to doctor's appointments. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a shared responsibility. So I think I'm totally on my soapbox here. I do tend to do that. But it right? is. No, and here I, I need to get you this article so you can link this. Or actually, it might have, I think it might have been a podcast. So Tana Thompson, yeah, yeah. who used to work here at Zenium, she shared this podcast with me because we were talking about this and, <laughs> and more just venting because, and I think it was called emotional labor. And so it's this idea that not only like what you're talking about, taking people to doctor's appointments and the physical aspect of just being there. But the amount of coordination that happens behind the scenes, and I, I mean, I could give you a list of, you know, I have to work on July 5th. That's a Friday coordinating and asking my husband, are you working? Like he's not even thinking about what are we going to do? 
Nope. For our daughter, whose daycare person for the summer is going to be on vacation, so she's not going to yeah. be there. And filling prescriptions and making sure you pay for camp and our, our doctor's appointments up to date and signing up for, you know, t-ball or dance and all of these things mm-hmm. and conferences. I mean, I could go on and on about just managing the household from the behind the scenes that happens. Just with kids. Just with kids. Yeah. And so you layer that on top of maybe you have an emotionally demanding job like you yes and so then it's just i i mean no wonder people are exhausted no wonder the the stress rates are high we just had um cascade here cascade centers our eap provider today we just featured them on the uh i don't know when this will go out but last podcast yeah for a paycheck talking about the need for their services for employees and um if we're if we're not offering that kind of thing we're not recognizing that our people are dynamic and the, the old days of like, leave your baggage at the door. You know, I don't want you to bring your problems in. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's, it is not realistic. Well, especially as we talk about like work-life integration. There's no balance. There's no balance. <laughs> balance is, I don't, Harmony I don't and integration like are better. I don't even like that term anymore because there's no way you can balance the two. It's, you're bringing your baggage with you. you. Are. It's just how do you manage it the best you possibly mm-hmm. can. And still have performance expectations. Yeah. And so if you want people to perform at a high level, knowing that there's these things, you know, maybe happening be- behind the yep. scenes, how do we offer a benefit program or a flexible work environment yeah. so that it meets the needs of everybody? Because I've talked with coworkers about this before, paid parental leave People get real jazzed about that, but it doesn't impact everyone. So can we offer a suite, maybe some menu that has a similar value, right? Um, This is not my idea. We can give this credit to Kelly also. um, I mentioned her earlier on the team where I was talking about paid parental leave, how awesome that would be having just had a baby for me. And she's like, my boys are grown. I want more money towards professional development. So how do you offer something like that that takes into account the folks that maybe have kids yeah. and then those people that don't. It doesn't mean that they don't have things going on in their life, aging parents or, or other things. Yeah, the menu is a great idea. I love that. Yeah, it has a similar monetary value and maybe it's tied to mm-hmm. um, years of service and it's increased, you know, based yeah. on, on those years. Um, I think that would be enticing. I don't have any clients that are doing anything like that right now. It's not efficient. I think that's why. It's because nope. you're like, okay, I have a pile of money that isn't going towards like cash compensation or mm-hmm. bonuses. So I'm going to say like they get the group health plan, they get 401k matching, that kind of stuff. It's just more efficient because you can roll it out. Exactly. This wouldn't be easy wide. to administer, but no. sometimes the easy thing isn't always the right thing. And so can God. we, in, can we invest in something for our people? Cause it yeah. will, it will pay off in the Think end. Think about how much that separates you from everybody else oh, yeah. out there. You'd be able to highlight that and say, Hey, look, this is what we offer. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to take it. They can choose from this or this or this, but here's the budget. Right. Yeah. And, and then it, it has a personal impact to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what employees are looking for. Like meet me where I'm at, understand me as a human. Um, people say how much having their manager care about them as a person is important. What better way to do it than to do something maybe like that program? Yeah. I know we talk about like flexibility a lot, but I do think like if you can't offer a menu of choices or even offer some really unique benefits to roll out to everybody, that flexibility piece is the most important. I, I think just because it allows people to, if you want people to focus on results and go deep in their work, I'm all into this concept of deep work where you like really set aside time to just go all into one thing mm-hmm. and get it done. Well, if you're trying to balance stuff out, like how do you ever do that? You're kind of like one foot in this and one foot in this yeah. at the same time and your your mind is all over the place. Whereas 
if you like had to run to a kid's music program or a sports event or be there for conferences, you could say, I can leave during the middle of the day. I can focus solely on my kids and, and their go activities. Deep there. Go deep there. And then yeah. back at work, and I'm working at like seven o'clock at night for, for an hour. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. I'm going deep there too. So like, I think there's something to be said about offering flexibility and not every workforce is the same. So I think you just need to figure that out. But to me, if you can't offer monetary stuff, the flexibility is huge. Yeah, I agree. And I think um, some employers would push back and say, we need people here, you know, certain hours. I don't think flexibility is always schedule, right? So there, I think there are things that employers can do to offer flexibility and, and even just autonomy in the work. So giving people flexibility in how they do their work can have an impact. Yeah. Also, go, just going back to what I said about managers taking a, a genuine interest in their people, that goes a really long way. So training supervisors to care, like it's and it's not intuitive. Be nice. Yeah. Ask employees how they're doing and, and actually want to know. Drive by how you doing doesn't always work. So yeah. I think making that a requirement and when you're promoting people from within, giving those supervisors the tools, looking for social and emotional intelligence skills in people before they're promoted because we know that when managers have that they retain people much better Mm -hmm. talk about like you personally with being a working mom you're a leader of people you have how many reports nine 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 right now yeah so you report to or a lot of people report to you some of them are probably moms maybe all Mm -hmm. of them yes some are some are okay so how is being a working mom allowed you to be empathetic towards their situations like if if if, let's say you you have a one-on-one schedule at eight o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. they say hey i'm running late like there's an excuse of some sort that's related to children Mm -hmm. what kind of reaction do you have towards them i'm i'm sure i i have i mean i know i have empathy um, (laughs) for those folks i think also for people that even don't have children i think knowing that there are things that come up for me Oftentimes it's related to kids, sickness or, you know, we <laughs> sickness a, usually takes over the entire household, seriously. starts with the kids, ends with you like a I know, week later. Puking. I know. Seriously. So. so, so I think I'm able to, I don't know, project some of that empathy towards other folks on my team that don't have kids that have other things that, that come up. And I appreciate that my team, you know, recognizes that I'm a person too. And I have things that come up and I think it's like a, I don't know, a mutual respect for yeah. we understand that we we have things going on and there's just, I'm trying to have harmony between both. Yeah. Any tips that are tricks that you've come up with over the years? I know you're trying to figure it all out, uh, especially <laughs> with a newer, not newborn anymore, but... A baby. <laughs> a baby, yeah. Like yeah. six months old. Seven, seven, seven months, gosh. a couple days ago. So time flies, but that's a tough age. I mean, mm-hmm. it's better than two weeks old but <laughs> yeah it's it's hard I don't know I live by my calendar so I'm I'm yeah. super try to be super organized and you got a lot to remember I sure do doctor's so, appointments mm-hmm. and client meetings mm-hmm. and podcasts with your friend Brandon I know I think it's just it's it's asking for grace and you know trying to not commit to things that I know I'm not going to be able to follow up on yeah. um not taking advantage of the fact that I could use that as an excuse either and and not trying to abuse the people around me. I just, I really try to 
be authentic with yeah. um, what I've got going on and, and um, try to give back and help when I yeah. can. I think like, you know, people taking a page from Brene Brown's work with being, I love her. just being vulnerable and, yeah. and not being shameful about having to skip a meeting or yeah. say I'm late. Like just be, I think be open and honest with people is probably mm-hmm. the best recipe. Yeah. I Especially as a working mom, people are, people are going to relate for mm-hmm. one, have empathy and understand I, if they, if they don't, you probably shouldn't be working there. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I don't think I'd want to work with yeah. someone like well, that. Well, especially as the leaders are listening to this podcast and I, I hope they already think this way, but <laughs> if, if not, I hope that they're listening and saying, gosh, we could be a little bit more flexible and understanding yeah. with our What can we do moms. differently? Yeah, yeah. And, and just parents in general, I think. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, Lacey. Yeah. This is a good good topic. I think it's going to be evolving constantly. Yeah. And, uh, and it'll be interesting to see where we are a year from now and what the companies that we're working with are doing to provide a supportive work environment for parents in yeah. general. Hey, and for people listening, you know, with Lacey talking about that menu of benefits that, that people are offering... If any of you and your employers are doing that, I'd love to to talk with you and, and learn about what you're doing. I think, you know, Lacey Me just too. said the clients that she has aren't doing it. And I'd love to know how it's working. Yeah. So reach out to me on LinkedIn, reach out to Lacey on Please, like LinkedIn yeah. or something. We I think we'd love to learn more about that. So sure. thanks for tuning in today. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please go there. Give us five-star rating, written review. It'd be awesome. You can follow me and Zenium on, tw- on Twitter. We're on Instagram. Lacey, you're on uh, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You don't do Twitter or anything like that. I don't. So. Not cool enough. <laughs> not, not cool. But you're, you're pretty cool. Well, thanks for coming on, Lacey. It was yeah, a lot of fun. Thanks for having me.